Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Welcome everyone to episode seven of VAR at the Bar Bite Size. I'm Chris, and who am I with today? Hello, I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Ant. How are you both? Are you all all right? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, I'm all right. Bit healthier than Ant, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, got a bit of snuffles. Oh, you're fifty-fifty, weren't you, for tonight? But you've. Uh... Rallied through the day. Yeah. Past the late fitness day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How have you all found the football then? It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the last round of fixtures for the Euros were quite entertaining. Brilliant. And that's what we're talking about today. So brilliant plug there, Dan. Thank you very much for that. And we'll also discuss, obviously, the draw of the last 16 as well. Yes. Right then, we'll start with, um, obviously, as, as always, Group A. So, Italy B1, Wales nil. Did you watch that or did you watch the uh, other game that was on at the same time, the Switzerland game? Or neither even? I think I, think I watched yeah, I watched Italy. I watched most of Italy. This is why I don't, I don't like the third, the third round of games because you have to choose which one to watch <laughs> and then spend like, the rest of the night skipping through the channels. <laughs> I actually picked the other one. I watched the Switzerland-Turkey game. Oh, cool. Uh, we'll go on to that one in a minute if that's all right, Dan. Sure. Italy A looked very good, didn't they, for the second team? <laughs> very self-assured. <laughs> Chiesa looked handy. 
Um, yeah, they, they know what they're doing, the Italians. Yeah. But I thought Wales, it, Wales, Wales had a good performance. Against yeah. Them. yeah. I, I thought it as best as they could when they went down to 10 men. Uh, but Kiefer Moore, and I don't know if you, you heard, but Gareth Bale told him not to use his arms because he was already booked at the time. So he didn't want him to get booked the court, the last 16 match. And uh, I don't know if you saw as well, but when near the end of the match, the Italians um, won a corner. They like blasted it against Conor Roberts. And then he did the drunken, um, pretended to be a drunk man because he, he sort of looked like he stumbled about five times trying to knock the ball over. That is That was quite a funny thing to watch if you see it again. Yeah, but did, did anyone see the sending off? What was your thoughts on it? Yeah, I saw it. Um, to be honest, I can see where the referee's coming from. He um, he did lead with his studs. He went over the ball. But it's one of those where you, you see a lot of red cards for them. But when you look at why that rule was brought in, if you ask yourself, was that ever a leg-breaking challenge? The answer is no. I think people need to remind themselves of why that rule was brought in, where they're leading with the studs and extending the leg. That was what people looked for, whether they were charging in and with the studs first. That's that's the leg-breaking challenge. But that one by Ethan Ampadu, I'd argue that's probably a booking. It wasn't. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't seem very malicious to me. It was just a, a late challenge. Just mistimed it. Yeah, so what happens when you put these laws down in black and white? They're just read and interpreted. So studs are up, red card. I was cr- I was crossing my fingers and toes that they're going to give a yellow for that. I thought the player, I thought the Italian player, sort of forced the hand a little bit the way he reacted to it as well. He did look like he. That's what they do. That's what the Italians do. Yeah, I know. But he shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been in that position. He gave the ball away a few seconds early, if you saw, and then. He just lost his head and charged, charged a bit, and he's he'll learn from that hopefully. But yeah, I thought the Welsh did fantastic, well defending that um, deficit to only keep it down to one. <laughs> to be honest, because it, it was it was getting a bit squeaky bum time by Switzerland's Turkey game that you watched, Dan, and I saw the highlights, yeah. and that was a little cracker by the looks of things. It, it was an entertaining game, actually, because um, t- Turkey, they had to win. And they um, they didn't do very well in, de- in the defensive areas. Switzerland were ruthless, but they they um, they made a lot of chances. They looked quite creative, Switzerland did. I, don't, I, I think an element of it was Turkey making them look good. But every time Switzerland went forward, they looked very dangerous. And they scored some good goals as well. It was a yeah, good game. I mean, there's a couple of cracking goals in that game, weren't there? Um, Turkey's goal was really was good, good as well to bring it to 2-1. And uh, Shakiri's first goal was a real good finish. Yep. Both of them were pretty good. The second one was good as well because the ball sort of bobbled up a bit. A lot of people could have skied that one. And they could have had more, to be fair, Switzerland. They made a lot of chances in that game. So um, they might take a team by surprise in the next round. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, they they just turn up every now and then. Sometimes they, they look very quiet, but then against Turkey, they look very creative. It was quite a contrast. Yeah, and some had a good game, I think, in goal for Switzerland. Yeah, some good saves. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. No, you see, I mean, no one really spoke about that game on the highlights, and then I I watched it. And I thought, why is no one raving about this? This was a cracking <laughs> to end to end game, really. 
Yeah, I, I always I look at the fixtures and I always pick the one where there's more to play for. Yeah. That's why I watched that game. And you could see there was a lot more urgency in the play. It was yeah. more open. It was a better game. Yeah, I think, to be honest as well, when um, Italy scored, Switzerland smelt a bit of blood. They thought if we could get another couple of more goals, put even more pressure on, probably expected Wales con- to concede a couple. And then it could have been really tight, but just got a bit of luck there. So that ended up in the group then with Italy 100%. Wales and Switzerland both on four points and Turkey on a nil prior. Hmm. Many people expected that at the beginning, would they? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those three go through to the knockout phase. Group B, so final set of games with that one was Russia and Denmark and Finland and Belgium. Did any of you guys have a chance to watch any of those two? Yep, I watched the Russia Denmark game. I think I saw bits of the Belgium Finland game. Yeah, I'll be honest. I watched um, the same as Dan. I watched the Denmark game. What did you think to it? I thought Russia cracker. Something. It was brilliant. Yeah, I, Russia really tried to make it a bit messy, didn't they? First half. They made a mess of it in the second half. Yeah, well, a massive thing. Brilliant back pass. Oh. <laughs> I, I keep seeing um, Damsgaard, is it? His goal? Yeah. That, that was a crack, another cracking finish as well. And then yep. it, came, it came back to 2-1. And then Christensen's world yeah. from outside the area after their keeper pulled two mark, great saves, didn't he, Tim? He did, but I thought he should have done better with that um, strike from Christensen. It wasn't in the top corner from 20 yards out. He just made two world-class saves, mate. You can't expect him to get back up and make a third. <laughs> harsh, isn't it? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> the defensive was a little. The defense was a bit static. So. <laughs> no, you're right on that. But uh, Denmark were fantastic. Uh, they yeah. made chance after chance. Uh, yeah. Russia, they were they were well, well second best in that game. Barely even deserved the one goal they got, to be honest. Denmark were fantastic. Played with so much passion again. And they're, they're going to be hard to get past in the next round. Yeah, definitely. Um, what did you think to Finland, Belgium? And did, can you remember much of it? I know that Belgium basically were ruthless, weren't they? Just just couldn't get that goal. They had a goal, I think, um, written off, didn't they, as well, early in the second half. Yeah, well, I thought Finland were quite resilient for ages. And I thought, they, you know, at one point, until Denmark had their late flurry, that, you know, Finland might actually qualify. That would have been a good yeah. story. It's a really unlucky own goal as well, to be honest. Bounced off him, didn't it? Hit the post and bounced off him and rolled in. Yeah, yeah. But obviously you make your own luck in this, I'm afraid. Uh, so yeah, that... Belgium look good. Belgium do look good. Yeah. Whether they can keep up with it. They're going to keep up, rather. Yeah, they played a slightly different team, I think, as well. Made a couple of uh, changes, I think, to the team. So that ended up uh, Belgium with a 100% record, like Dan predicted at the first prediction pod, I think, if I'm right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Denmark, Finland and Russia all finished on the same points, but Denmark, due to their thrashing, got second. And unfortunately, um, Finland didn't get through. Or neither did Russia. So Group C, North Macedonia and the Netherlands and Ukraine, Austria. 
I didn't watch any of these, so over to you two. <laughs> I flicked over. I, I was, to be honest, I watched a little bit of the Netherlands game, but was more shocked with the Ukraine result, to be honest. I would have put some good money on Ukraine beating Austria, but from what I heard, it was a fantastic Austria performance. Defensively. Yeah. Yeah, well, Austria, they, they had all the chances in the game. And I wouldn't have predicted that before, not in a million no. years. No. Yeah, um, Austria, 18 shots to Ukraine's five. And based on what I'd seen in the previous matches, yeah. that, that game was a big shock to me. Was that the same team that played against uh, the Netherlands? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they even managed 18 passes in their box, did they? <laughs> Wow. I don't know how to explain it. I've not been impressed with Austria, but they, they deserve the win in that game. I guess an Artovich makes a massive difference to them then. I guess he's just another element to their cog that needs to stay in the team with like Alba, I guess. Uh, he had a very good game as well. Yeah, and Artovich, like you say, very important to that Austrian team going forward. Yeah. But I must say, um, just going on to the Netherlands game, North Macedonia, so much fun. They had about three goals to, disallowed for offside. <laughs> I mean, they're finishing when it's not needed. It was fantastic. They were playing some fantastic one-touch football as well. Pande was holding up the ball and flicking it over. It was just, it just had no fear. I know, obviously, it had nothing to play for, but I just love that sort of way of football that they're, they're doing. And I hope we'll see them again. I've enjoyed what I've seen of them this tournament. They they really went for it, didn't they? They did, yeah. And then no no sort of defensive look look at all. And yeah. no, but they've they've had some good results against big nations in the in recent history, and yeah. they've shown that they can get goals. Yeah. So I think that they can progress, and it'll be good to see them again in another tournament yeah. next time around. I'll tell you a question now. I wonder if you guys can answer. Gigi Ronaldo, why does he always score two goals so close to each other? He always did that for Liverpool. It's like eight minutes difference. Like he did that against Barcelona, didn't he? In the Champions League, scored two in like three minutes. It's obviously his thing. <laughs> I tell you, if, I, if you're betting man and he scores the first one, quickly whack on that next bet for next goal scorer. That's a really good point. <laughs> he just picks it. It just pops up. I know he's a bit more advanced for Holland, but yeah, I mean, fair play. So that ended up being um, the Netherlands 100% record, um, Austria on six, Ukraine on three, and North Macedonia on zilch. But three of them qualified, obviously, Holland, Austria, and Ukraine. Right, then England's group then, guys. Is football coming home? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit premature. <laughs> that tumbleweed says it all. Uh, so the, the fixtures for this one: England, Czech Republic, and Croatia, Scotland. Now, obviously, Chris, we and you have talked straight after the match about yeah. this one. So yeah. I think we've got to hand over to Anne. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait a second, drum roll! <laughs> Do you know what? I, I missed the first fifteen minutes. Oh, the best bit. I know, I know. It's always the way. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have turned on. England might have won about six nil. It was. It was. Uh, it was better up until about half time, and then it all went a bit turgid, like it did against Scotland again. And 
he just sensed, I, I, you know, you sort of sensing the check was suddenly going to get a goal in the last minute or something, but thankfully they didn't. But I thought Saka had a great game. I thought Grealish had a great game. So Southgate's going to have a headache in the next round with who he's going to yeah. pick. It was good to have Maguire back, obviously. And obviously great to have Mr. Jordan Henson back, who probably did more in 10 minutes than Declan Rice has done all tournament. <laughs> hey, he scored a great goal. Didn't celebrate either. Must have known straight away he was offside. <laughs> Everyone was celebrating. He was like... Poor man cannot buy going, an England goal. Like, can <laughs> you wait. Again, another betting tip. Against Germany, if he's playing, he's going to score. <laughs> he's got to open his account at some point. And what a point that would be, wouldn't it? It would be great. No, I, I had both games on, actually, because I was seeing what was going on with Croatia, Scotland. I really thought, gut feeling that, I know the real Croatia stood up <laughs> for one game only, maybe. But Scotland really missed out on a chance, didn't they? Home fans, and they just sort of, it seemed like it was a bit of a step too far, maybe. We all the effort they put in against England probably showed a bit and they looked a little bit sort of lacklustre mainly, didn't they? Maybe even a bit tired, probably mentally and physically after the England game. I don't know if you saw, but Modric was brilliant in that game. I mean, his goal, great goal, great goal. Yeah, especially from, you, you can't stop that sort of goal, but there's no one sort of stopping the shot anyway. So. Yeah, there's no one within 10 yards. <laughs> no, he could, have, he could have probably still had time on the ball now. <laughs> That's two days after. It probably wasn't helped by the, uh, you know, the, the whole Billy Gilmore situation. Yeah. There's probably a bit of disruption going on there. Hmm. And who knows, maybe half Scotland team had Corona and I don't know about it. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, it's just a shame, really, because they've got themselves back in the game as well. But they never had any major spells of pressure, really. It was all Croatia. They just pummeled them, really. Yeah, outclassed. Outclassed, definitely. And that was the Croatia of the you know <laughs> the World Cup. <laughs> we have to wait and see whether they'll be able to do it with two performances. It might have just have been like a roll your sleeves up, you know, get through to the next round. And then you might just go back to old Croatia for the next round. You just never know. So with that one then, England ended up being top. Croatia actually ended up being second. Yeah. And level on goals difference from Czech Republic. They both qualified though. And unfortunately, Scotland didn't at one point. Bit of a shame really, but obviously if you're not going to take your chances, this is what happens, isn't it? International level. Yeah, they only got one goal. Yeah. England only got two, though. <laughs> Next group, Group E. Did any of you see these uh, these two games, Slovakia, Spain, or Sweden, Poland? Yes. They were early kickoffs. I don't know whether you guys were, would have been able to. No, I watched the um, Sweden-Poland game. Did you manage to watch I've, I've seen them bits and bobs, but I didn't watch yeah. like, the whole games. Yeah. Look, the floor is yours for the Sweden-Poland, if that's all right, Dan. Uh, well, Sweden, they were very resolute in defence, very well organised. Uh, Poland, they went behind early, after two minutes. But... 80 seconds, I think, isn't it? The, the yeah. goal in your Euros. 
But then, but Poland, to be fair, they they created chance mm. after chance. The goal was obviously coming. They made so many chances, and with Lewandowski up front, obviously he was going to get a goal eventually. Uh, but Sweden, they sucker punched them on the counter. Um, it was just uh, fatal for for Poland in the end. So Sweden won three yeah. two. But um, Poland, they, they they missed out really. They 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 could have progressed in this tournament. They did underachieve. I don't know what to say really because they they played pretty well. They defended pretty well for the most part, but then they've they've still conceded goals. So they must be scratching their heads wondering what went wrong because they they played some good football. It seems like a mirror of all the other times they've qualified for big tournaments, doesn't it? Like I said, I'll put them for my dark horses because I just thought, you know, this time it isn't just a one-man team. They have got some good midfielders that play regularly in Serie A and in other other teams and they're beaten in qualifying some great teams but it just seems like on the big big scene it just doesn't quite work out and like I said when you've got Paolo Sosa in charge <laughs> you just throw the balls up in the air you just don't know what, what team's going to come up that really do you with him that we know from personal experience yes I do as a Leicester fan yeah but did any of you see um, Ignoski's first goal? Fantastic ball and a yeah. fantastic goal, wasn't it? It was, it was. He had the ball. It was completely on his own, and then yeah. he just uh, cut inside and then lofted the shot between the two defenders into the top corner. Brilliant finish. Great ball as well, just to split the the. Yeah. Got, totally took out the midfield for that. Well, <laughs> Sweden, um, Sweden were very workmanlike, but yeah. very well organised. They're hard to break down, and Poland did really well to get two goals against them. To be honest. But um, it's going to be tough to break them down in the next round of the tournament. Yeah, I mean, watching them against Spain, I know we we criticised Spain when we did the pod, but you know, like they, they defended fantastically well, and they knew exactly what they were doing. They worked together. I mean, you've got real workers as well in midfield, haven't they? You've got Seb Larson yeah. still playing. He's he's just a real grafter. He'll just harry you for the whole ninety minutes. Rush players. And, and they've got eleven players like that. To be fair, yeah. Yeah, they put yeah. a lot of energy into defending. Yeah, <laughs> it's impressive. Well, if if you can keep, if you can stop Spain from scoring when they've got like eighty five percent possession, you're doing something right in defence. And and also to be fair on them, they don't. They actually look when they do have the ball an attacking threat as well. With Alexander Isk, I mean, I'm not sure about Berg, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you just think. I mean, I, I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but if they had Saturn. He was opened himself to to go there, didn't he? But obviously got injured. It could have been even. They could be a real force, to be fair. But obviously that's not happened. Moving swiftly on to Slovakia, Spain. Well, this was an interesting um, time for Mister Debrecka in goal. I know. I think he's got a good volleyball career ahead of him. <laughs> I don't know you what know, he's doing. Oh. He saved a penalty before as well. <laughs> I don't know why he was trying to slam dunk it. <laughs> and then and then the second goal as well, he then punched and it went to a player who then chipped it in for Laporte to score. It was just a nightmare yeah. for the guy. I feel sorry for him. I, I actually rate him as well when he when he's playing for Newcastle, bless him. But it looked like um Slovakia obviously just hadn't too much of an uphill. Um, thing to do with a two 0 down. Yeah, they they lacked a bit of belief, didn't they? Yeah, they just they, they drop tools to be honest, and I think that will be what will upset 
you know, management and, and the fans, because even if you are losing three, at least still try and make an attempt, but they just seem to, that's it. And unfortunately, with them conceding so many goals, it made them miss out the possibility of a third place as well. I reckon there's some match fixing going on. Smacking the ball into your own net. I mean, I just, <laughs> it, I just don't understand what you're trying to do. Look, you've been looking at that blooming YouTube thing of the Canada Haiti thing a bit too much. Though, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Or well, we should say the Canadian-born Haiti goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mister. Oh, oh no. Oh no. I'm going to kick my own goal. <laughs> no, anyway, so that left Sweden topping the group with seven points. <coughs> Spain on five. Slovakia on three and Poland on one. So only from here, Sweden and Spain progress to the next round. So that leaves, unbelievably, the last <laughs> the last group, Group F. And if anyone wants to see knockout football at, or group football at its best, I think that day would have been the best one to watch. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. I was just skipping between both channels. Just... Absolutely hooked. Can, can I just say, I want to apologise to Hungary <laughs> profusely. At the beginning, I thought they didn't stand a chance, but they really made a real go of this, didn't they? They just didn't I was, give up. I was didn't really looking forward to them going through, just so I could say, like, I told you they might get out of this group of death to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they nearly did it. Well, Germany were out for 71 minutes, weren't they, of that game? Is yeah, that right. I mean, Hungary, Hungary have only been behind for six minutes in this tournament. That's mad, isn't it? Wow. Absolutely. That is crazy. No wonder they, you know, they got an appla- massive applause from the fans as well. At the end yeah, of the day. Uh, I thought they, they've, they've been brilliant, Hungary. It's such a shame that obviously they didn't quite make it and that they need yeah. to work on their game management a bit more. But Yeah. I mean, they've got their striker... Scored, I think they scored one league goal all season <laughs> <laughs> in the German league as well. Oh, that's brilliant. And um, yeah, but Germany really got themselves out of jail with that, didn't they? And uh, and the, the score of the equaliser was a sub as well. So it was well set up by another sub, I think. But I thought Hungary can find, find themselves incredibly unlucky with that from what I gather on that game, because I was watching the Portugal-France game. I don't know about you, Dan. What were you doing? I watched the Portugal-France game. Well, I should really say it's more about the, the referee, wasn't it, on that game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wanted to make a bit of a name for himself. Oh, Antonio Matteo Laus. He's the champions that he was in the Champions League final. He didn't do anything like that in the Champions League. No, he was good in that. I mean, what what was your opinion on all the did you, have you seen the penalty decisions at all? And yeah, yeah, I saw it all. First one, I think Yeah, I can see that. Luis is like badly miscalculated. His um, second one, no, not a penalty. Uh oh, third one, that was the handball, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, probably a penalty. And then, I, thought the, I thought the most clearest one was um, Bruno The one Fernandes. that he didn't give, yeah. Didn't you? The, yeah. When he dropped, um, was it Pogba? I can't remember who it was. No, it's Koeman, sorry. Koeman. 
When he, well, he had his hand off. on his shoulder and he had his stamping on the back of his leg. It's like, how's that not a penalty? <laughs> I know. What did you think to the quality of the game, Dan? Um, it was a little bit cagey, wasn't it? Uh, not There wasn't free-flowing football. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with the quality. Yeah. I really thought that um, Portugal had France a bit on the ropes first half, to be honest. Yeah, um, I agree with that. They're the better team. Yeah, much better. But then France made a few changes. Lucas, um, what was his name? Lucas Dink, is it? He lasted about three minutes and then got got substituted, didn't he? Because he got injured. The Everton fullback. Dinia. Dinia. Yeah. He came on as a sub. Yeah. And then uh, your favourite man came on and played at uh, left back, didn't he? Who's that? Rabio, is it? Rabio, played at left back. Yeah. Bloody hell. Okay. <laughs> he came on after. Do you reckon Declan Rice can play left back? <laughs> on the left bench, back maybe. at the changing rooms. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, he obviously can. He did did an okay job, I think. <laughs> Lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, what an incredible change. And also, Benzema scored at exactly the same time for both of his goals because obviously his first one was on 46 minutes and 46 seconds and then he scored in the second half on 46 46 there you go scored at the same time is that good he can score two goals at the same time all right <laughs> that was like a team the other week that scored their second goal before their first goal <laughs> if, if, if we're going yeah. on that basis yeah yeah true so, the France, um, I just want to say on France, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't convinced by them at all uh, going into the tournament or from what I've seen in the first games. And they've just proved me right again, in, in my opinion. They they don't know what the best team is and they they can't link up properly. They don't seem to be able to get players around Mbappe up front. And yeah. they should be doing so much better with that talent in that squad. But they don't seem to have a clear game plan. To be honest, that. I think a lot of the teams that we're looking at don't know the first 11. And I think that's what the whole problem is with a lot of them. I think only really Italy, I can say, have stayed pretty, you know, direct with who they're going to play and the way that they're going to play. I think everyone else has almost a bit sort of winged it a bit. And it's so open that now we're going on to the knockout stages it's just on the day, isn't it? It's all about on the day. And there's some really juicy <laughs> last 16 matches coming up. But, yeah, before, so we left this group then. We have France on five points, Germany and Portugal level on four, and the unfortunate Hungary on two. So all three of France, Germany and Portugal qualified for that. So has anybody... Before we go on to the preview for the last 16, impressed you as in player-wise? Have you thought any players have come out of this group stage and you thought, wow, I didn't expect him to do that? Have you thought of anyone straight to... I mean, my my main person, I thought, was Forsberg at, at Sweden because he's been out of the Leipzig team all season. He's been quite badly, I think, in and out through injury. And he seems to really be leading the team now. And before, there's always this hype with him. 
And now it seems like it's actually coming to fruition now with his two goals and he scored the penalty, I think, against Slovakia as well. I thought he's over-exceeded expectation, I thought. I think Locatelli has done well. He was one of my picks anyway, start of the tournament. He was, yeah. I think he's looking quite impressive. Um, Renato Sanchez, I think, has done well, has come on. He's changed the way Portugal played. Like first yeah. half against um, France, he was. They, they looked fantastic. a lot better with him than they did with Fernandez playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know he's only played one game, and let's not get carried away. But I thought uh, Saka for England looked looked lively and decent, and I hope he starts the next game. Yeah. Anyone yeah, for anyone you? Think on top of my head. <laughs> anyone for you, Dan? I've been impressed with Dan's guard up front for Denmark. Um, the two games he's played, he's looked very lively and very threatening. He's he worked so hard for the team. And just to have that team ethic, I think, where he's yeah. linked up well with his teammates and worked hard for them. Um, I think he'll be a danger against Wales. Yeah. Anyone else? Or are you, is that all you've got? Uh, Memphis Depay. I mean, obviously he's a talent yeah. and he's got a big move coming up, but he's, he's yeah. really delivered the goods for Netherlands. He's been their talisman, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. He really um, leads the line well, doesn't he? He, yeah. especially the way that Holland are playing with the the person that ha- he seems to play with is a quicker player as well so you've got two pacey players but he's got incredible strength as well that they could be quite dangerous right then so we're going to the top the last 16 sorry so first game we've got to start off with is the first one and that's Wales versus Denmark and I hope you guys will go for Wales, but I doubt that you will. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, as a Welsh fan, I don't, I don't know. It's toss of a coin. I've got a gut feeling with this that I think this is goodbye um, from us. I think Denmark have a bit too much strength for the Welsh, to be honest, attacking-wise. But never know. If the big players turn up for Wales, we could win. But... 50-50 match. I think that's it. I think Wales have got the ability to beat Denmark. It's just whether it all clicks and whether Ramsey and Bale, you know, yeah, get on the score sheet. And... Yeah. I think if Wales are going to win, they, I know it sounds stupid, but they need to score the first goal. I think if you're chasing the game against someone like Denmark, they're going to shut shot. They've got good defenders, got hard work in midfield, and they can get you on the counter-attack as well. If Wales get the first goal, game on. But we have to wait and see. I mean, I think personally, the way that the Welsh fans have been treated, like there's going to be no one there from Wales, hardly. There's going to be four or 5,000 Denmark fans and whoever they can get to fill the stadium. <laughs> that will probably be a plus for them. But it could work against them as well. It could work for a plus for Wales because they've been so used to having no fans watching their games anyway in comparative terms. Then you never know. Keith Moore will be a big, big plus. He's, he reminds me of uh, Andy Carroll, but with less than injuries. <laughs> like when Andy Carroll's at his best. I'm sure he he'll does. be delighted with that comparison. Yeah. <laughs> he, but he, he played a lot for England, mate. He, got, he's, he was England's plan B for one World Cup, wasn't he? He was called up specifically he as the plan. one of the best headers I've ever seen at one of the World Cups, was it the Euros? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, his goal at the semi-finals in the FA Cup as well against Everton. But 
What's your opinion on this one, Dan? You kept quiet, so I think you're going yeah. Denmark. <laughs> I, I'm going Denmark. Um, I think they're favourites for this one. But this match is going to be won and lost in midfield. Yeah. And for me, although Wales have got some good players in there, I think Denmark will outfight them from what I've seen so far in the tournament. The, the only thing I can, I'm concerned with midfield-wise as well, we're quite lightweight. If you see the size of Adam, exactly. of Jeremy Wow and um, yeah. Joe Allen, I think I'm taller than them. <laughs> like, Don't go knocking Joe Allen. He's like the mate, Welsh Pierlo, isn't he? Mate, <laughs> I, I'm not knocking Joe Allen at all. I'm just saying they're small guys. And if you're against Hoiberg, Hoiberg's a unit. <laughs> He's like a tough, flipping Viking guy, isn't he? You know. At least Stig Tofting's not playing. Well, he will come out from the stand. <laughs> <laughs> Had put a few people, him and Gravison will like come out at half time. Just <laughs> no, I, I understand what you're saying. It's a 50 50 game. I think, I think it'd be an open game as well. Knockout football. I don't think none of them want to go to extra time or penalties. So, first goal is going to be the main one, I think, for it. I'm going 2 1. What about you? 2 1 Wales. What about you, Ant? 2 1 Denmark. Oui. Sorry. So I uh, <laughs> it looks like I'm doing the pod on my own after this, guys. So. <laughs> I'm going 2 0 Denmark. Oh, 2 0. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a goal. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you something. Anyone outside a Welsh fan that's listening to this, just send us an email. <laughs> it's all right. You like being the underdogs. You'll be fine. We do. We do. To be honest, it, it's like the the, um, the fans' second teams, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> With what's going on. Okay, next one we've got. Then, so that's Saturday afternoon sorted for you guys. Um, actually, we'll go on with um, how it looks on the um, the draw. So that one, the next one would actually be Holland versus Czech Republic. What do you reckon to that, Dan? That's, that's a tough one to call. Because uh, the, the Czechs are pretty organised and good in defence, and the Netherlands they they like to be on the front foot. But I can see them getting picked off at the same time. Uh, the first goal is going to be absolutely crucial in this match. I'm probably leaning towards the Netherlands because I think they've had a good run of form. But this this one really could go either way. What, what about you, Ant? Echo those thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Dan. I don't think the Netherlands have really been tested yet, so this is possibly the first real test. Yeah. But again, the Czech Republic, they're a bit hit and miss themselves, so we shall see. Yeah, the Czech Republic, like we've said before, so well organised. It's going to be another battle in midfield. I think if if it gets if the game becomes open, I think that plays into the Holland's hands. I think they'll get incredibly frustrated if they don't break them early, which will then play into the Czechs' hands <laughs> because they'll, the Dutch seem to play on that sort of ethos of full-out attack. I don't know whether it's anything about the the team management by De Boer. I just think it's probably led <laughs> by the players and they just go, right, right then, whatever he says, we're going to do the opposite and it will work out fine. <laughs> Because they are, they're fun to watch, aren't they? The Netherlands, they they push their fullbacks like majorly high, <laughs> almost up to sort of left and right wingers. <laughs> yeah, 
and it's going to leave space and it's a matter of whether the Czech Republic are going to exploit that if they do then the game could end up being goodness goodness knows what <laughs> exactly yeah it'd be an intriguing one that will yeah another intriguing one I think um, I think if the Netherlands do get through on that I think it'll give them more confidence for for the progression on in the, the tournament further as well so now we're coming up to Sweden Ukraine so this is the bot another one on the bottom half of the draw I would never have thought Sweden were going to win the group but like we said another fantastically well organized outfit Ukraine I think have been given a bit of a second chance I think as well they stayed in the tournament It'd be an interesting one, I think, because I, th- you know, I think they've learned the lesson. Ukraine with the, they're attacking. They've got to attack a lot more. Got to be a lot more um, adventurous from midfield. What do you reckon with this? I think Sweden might be a little bit too strong, well organised for them. Yeah, that, that's that's where I'm at. I think that they're very organised. They they know exactly their roles in that team. And I think they'll just pick Ukraine off. Yeah. And I think they'll they'll um, see them off as well in defence. I think I think it'll be just a one nil. Yeah, I think it'll be a quite you know tidy game. Yeah. I don't think Sweden going to get troubled too much, and I don't think they're going to particularly go out of their way to thrash the Ukraine. They're just going to get a goal and play the Swedish way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It worked. It's worked well, hasn't it? It's worked so far. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been impressed. It's not the most prettiest, but it gets the job done. And fair play to them. They they go into what their strengths are. You know, there's no point trying to play play all out attack if you've not got the players to do it. Okay, so now the main draw, I think, of the whole of the round, England versus the old enemy. It had to be them. Yeah, it? <laughs> it had to be, didn't it? It had, had to be, be the stars. Dan predicted this on the last part. <laughs> I, I hoped for this on the last part. <laughs> you won't, no you one won't. hopes for Germany. Well, yeah. I, no, I do. I do. I did hope for this game. I think we match up really well against this Germany team. They're, they've got some pacey wingers, but we've got pacey fullbacks. They've not got much pace down the middle of the pitch, and that's our weakest area, but I think we can cope with their strikers. In midfield, I think we win that battle and they've got a bit of a slow defence and we've got fast forwards. I think this is a really good matchup for England and I think we'll win. Well, your wish is their command by the sounds of things, mate. You wish for it. It's going to be a cracking game, I think. Again, a lot of pressure on England, the home team. I don't think the Germans are going to be easy. I don't. I think they've had a real wake-up call from the, the Hungary game. But like you said, it seems like they've been very slow with their play. And I think, again, we said this on the other pod, didn't we, that their win against Portugal might have been a bit of a smokescreen to how, how their actual form is. I just, think, I just think they're going to raise their game for England massively. You reckon? Yeah, I think they'll be up for it. I, I think Team of Werner will score. And I think, <laughs> nerves, I think as just always, always <laughs> I, th- I think the nerves will get to England, as always. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. It's a difficult one because Germany have been so sort of inconsistent. And the thing is, you don't know what you're going to get. At least with, like, like we've said, 
with a Sweden, you know what you're going to get with someone like that. But Germany can be fantastic, but then they could be absolutely poor. But if they've got no pressure going into that game against England and all the pressure is on English players, then you just never know, do you? It could be another Dietmar Harman last got last ever Wembley game. <laughs> Goal. But no, I, I, I can't predict it, mate. I, I think this is going to go penalties. <laughs> I do. Then, I think it will go penalties. I really do. I, I don't think it'd be a dire game. I think there'll be chances, but I just think it'd be a very nervy affair. But no, I'll, I'll go in penalties. What are you going, Dan? I think you, you're pushing for an England win, I, I reckon. Yeah, I am. I, I'm going for a 2 0 England win. Oh, 2 0. He's gone big on these predictions, hasn't he? This draw for England. Perfect. I'll, I'll be honest, I think we'll get to the final. Ooh. Ooh. I know. I, I didn't see myself saying that at the start of the tournament, but looking at this draw, I think we'll get to the final. I'll be honest with you, if you don't get to if England don't get to the final, it's a failure because they've got every game at home. So it it's got to be, really. And the Netherlands might have something to say about it. I, I think if we get past Germany, I think we'll get knocked out by Netherlands and semis. My prediction. Okay. I do think if it goes to penalties, I actually think England might actually win the shootout. Oh, that's a prediction. <laughs> wow. What's going on in this pod? Southgate's South redemption <laughs> 25 years later. What have you put in your cough medicine, mate? Are you feeling up? <laughs> uh, I think it's a mixture of lemsip and beer I'm on at the moment. So. <laughs> Southgate will go up, go up himself. <laughs> You want to get that get that ghost away from uh, nine to six, right? Just to add a bit of credibility to my prediction, I've had my vaccine today and a load of beer, so <laughs> okay. you can fall that on then. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so now if we look at the top half of the the draw, which is probably the bit more stacked of the two, obviously, definitely, got, yeah, you got a real heavyweight clash with Belgium Portugal. For me, that's the clash of the round. Wow. It's a that's a that's a big big match, isn't it? I, I'm just going to say, I think the winner of that match wins the tournament. Do you think they'll go on with that on the momentum of the win? That will just surge them through. There's so much star quality in those teams for me, and there's a lot of players in their prime. For me, they, they were the two teams I singled out at the start of the tournament. I think Belgium will win it, and I think they'll win the tournament, but. Portugal, if, if they pull it off, I think they'll go all the way. What do you reckon, Nan? I think Portugal win it on penalties. Okay. Chris? I'm going Portugal 2-1 in normal time. I reckon Ronaldo will pop up with a special. I do. Yeah. I just think that he's, he's the difference maker. And if they play Sanchez in midfield, like I said, he was fantastic when he was on against them. France and he started. Yeah, but um, difference makers. What about what about Lukaku and De Bruyne? Lukaku, we have to wait and see with him. He's still... Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. I, I just think Pepe might just like break his leg or something. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take the hit for the guys, you know. <laughs> no, on a serious note, uh, yeah, it's just so difficult to balance, though, isn't it? 
there's just class on both both sides. It's, it's, it's the match of the round, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's a shame that it's happened on that round of 16, but it was going to happen from that group, wasn't it? From either France, yep. Germany or, or Portugal. Yeah, Belgium were going to get one of them, yeah. Yeah. Italy, Austria. My gut obviously says that this is going to be a comfortable win for, for Italy, but with Austria's performance like they did against Ukraine, they might cause them a few tr- bits of trouble. I think this will be too strong, though. I can't see anything other than Italy, to be honest. Yeah, I I think a comfortable win is the right phrase. Okay, now we'll move straight on to the next one. (laughs) Nothing more really can say about that. (laughs) France, Switzerland. I mean, my gut says France with that. Yeah, I think everyone's gut says France, but... I've not been convinced by them, and Switzerland really surprised me in the last game. They changed their formation, didn't they, against Turkey? They went a bit more attacking. I think they pushed and put three at the back. I think this is the one match where I feel like they're, they're, it's a banana skin, but yeah. I'd, I'd be foolish to say anything other than a France win. Well, not a Shakiri over a kick. He always does spectacular goals in the knockout or, or has he done his one? When you've got someone like Shakiri in the team, you've got a chance, haven't you? He, he's like the... he might try it from like now, the line or something. <laughs> I'm a big fan of um, Ricardo Rodriguez as well on the left, yeah. although he's a little bit past his prime now. Yeah. And Breeze and Bolo has been fantastic. He has, yeah. So you never yeah. know. And um, the, the other striker, Harris. Um, Seferovic? Seferovic, yeah. Benfica he he was pretty lively against Turkey. Yeah. He had, a, he had a couple of chances. He's very physical, and and that's what you need. You know, if you give him a chance, he's bound to probably get in. Um, but, yeah, it could be a bit of a banana skin. They haven't really yeah. kicked on to form yet, have they, France? So. Oh, nowhere near. They've, they've nowhere near form. For that, what that team can produce, was capable of producing, they've come nowhere near. Yeah. So what are we going with this one? What do you reckon? I think this will go to extra time, and I think France might might win in extra time. I think France will get it one nil. I'm going to go for a two one France. I think. Do you reckon Switzerland will scare them? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. That's what I thought. Maybe give them a bit of a kick. Last one: Croatia, Spain. You see, well, I think this is going to be a good game. You got there two two teams that really haven't given us too much in in, in the group stages. Glimpses of quality. Yeah, but really enigmatic, aren't they? You just don't know which team's going to turn up for either of them, do you? Well, well, Enrique was set, was linking his team to a, a bottle of Carver. I heard on an interview. Like he's just fizzing up now, like a bottle of carbo, ready to be, ready to be poured out. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's not champagne. He's been carbo <laughs> instead. So obviously, that's how much he thinks of his team. <laughs> but what do you reckon with this one, Ant? Uh, I think it's going to be a quite a tight game. My head says Spain to win it. I think they'll have a bit too much. I don't think Croatia have got that much goal threat. 
I know they did score three past Scotland, mm. but um, but I wouldn't be surprised if be another one goes to penalties. I wouldn't be surprised to see Croatia go through. Okay, okay. What do you reckon, Dad? I'm going for Croatia. Okay. I'm I'm going for. I think I'll go penalties, Spain. So that that side then of the draw. So we, we're looking at then the next round of fixtures. We we can't really choose between Portugal or Belgium versus Italy, which is going to be a great whoever they get mm. will be a great game. And then we're probably looking at a France versus Spain. Croatia, Croatia, Spain, yeah, World Cup final. <laughs> Yeah, that's the tough half for the draw, isn't it? it? It really is, yeah. I mean, like you said, once whoever wins, I mean, realistically, whoever wins the bottom half between the England and Germany, you would expect them to go more or less all the way through to the final, wouldn't you? They're the favourites, yeah. To be brutally honest. Right then, so that's about it for this episode. Have you guys got anything else to add at all? No. No. If you want to put your predictions, then you can email us at var2020 at gmail.com or our Twitter handle, just message us at var1 or even Facebook, var1. Right then, so that's me, Chris, saying bye to you all. See you next time. See you in the next round. Yeah, see you in the next round. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.